and switch to live. That way we can make sure that it actually records to the live custom stream anyways, right? I hope it does. It hmm. It's it's going. Well, I like it when it's going. There you go. Just making sure that I am. I turn my stuff off. All right, guys. Uh, today is um, just going to be an open topic, so we're just going to talk about whatever pops up. And we were just talking on our uh, pre-show, and a lot of things were coming up. It's like, why don't we talk about that on the show? And it's like, well, why don't we just go live real quick and go ahead and talk about that <laughs> stuff? So here we are. And uh, I guess we'll start with Scuba Steve. Steve, you were just talking about something going on as far as airspace. What's going on, bud? Yeah, um, I okay. Let me try to break it down. I live in Virginia, right at, at Virginia Beach in Virginia on the eastern shore or not on the eastern shore because it's wide open, but on the east side of Virginia. And there's a lot of um, bad airspace here uh, that's either class D, which you have to call in to get permission for, or you're in class C. Now, there's certain rules against flying at national parks, et cetera, et cetera. There's a, there's actually one spot not far from me. It literally is like five miles from me to go to Fort Monroe. Now, Fort Monroe got shut down back in the 90s, but now it's considered a historical park. So they have this. Uh, I went and read all the rules and regulations, and it says that you can't fly pretty much anything more than a kite on the beach there. Now, the way I see the zoning of the property, they show that 300 and something of acres are part of the national park, but there's another part they own above that that's owned by a third party. So I think the third party disqualifies that national park part, and I should be able to fly up there. Um, it's technically in class C airspace, but not until you hit 1200 feet. So anything from zero to 1200, should be open, but I don't know. I don't want to break the law and go fly somewhere I'm not supposed to. Now, somebody that actually knows the Paradise Club owner told me he saw two people flying there the week before. Now, what they were flying, I don't know, because they they were like, yeah, they were on one of them para things. I don't, I don't know if it was a paramotor, a parasail, what they were doing, but I'm just trying to find an easy place to go fly, and it, it would be awesome to be flying off of the beach. I mean, you can't beat the – there's no freaking thermals. You have steady air the entire day. That would be awesome. I could practice all day long. So I want to be able to do that. I got two words for you, Steve. Yo. North Carolina. <laughs> right. One of you, man. I can drive a little way. I mean, it'd take me an hour to two to get to North Carolina. I can fly down there for sure, but you know, that's a little bit out of the way. Why well, I, th I thought that would be interesting to talk about in that particular case uh, is that regardless, let's just say you can fly out of there. If you go to up, up a little higher or whatever, mm -hmm. let's say you can do it legally. And you say class Charlie begins at 1,200 feet. Correct. Class Echo under any kind of class Charlie is going to start at 700 feet. Yeah. And so it it's what would concern me about flying in that area 
is that there's a lot of people, general aviation included, and specifically general aviation, that are trying to fly under Class Charlie. So uh, that area is usually a hotbed for activity, you know, for traffic. You bring up a good point because Norfolk Naval Station is right off from there and the helicopters are flying. They were while we were at the beach, we saw at least five of them mm -hmm. all coming in to land right there. And they were all below a thousand feet. I guarantee it. Every yeah. one of them. And that's not good to fly around helicopters. Yeah. So, I mean, if everyone's trying to skirt Class C and fly under it, um, it's not as a big, big of a deal as Class Bravo. I mean, that's more commonly done under Class Bravo because that can be a pain, you know. Right. It's just something to, you know, be aware of. And that's a busy area there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, I could drive to the eastern shore. It's about an hour. It's a little over an hour and something for me to go. The problem is that I got to pay the toll, which is 20 bucks. And then I, that's where they do that flying. It's it's a great place to fly, but it's just, it's a long drive and it costs money. So that's what you get for having to have a house in the ritzy section of town. Uh, apparently, apparently. <laughs> or, I mean, this is, this is what it really boils down to. Me having the balls to get on the damn air radio and call Langley Air Force Base and say, hey, I want to take off right here. If they give me permission, I'm good to go. Man, to, to me, it would just scream too busy for me. You know, I mean, just way too busy for me. But you, well, know, you, get, you get used to, I guess, whatever you do. But if it, they were flying the, the F-22s or the F-35s, I would not go up in the air. But there's a lot of time. The 72 can do a lot of damage, too. Oh, yeah. It's a paramotor. It doesn't take much, man. No, it doesn't take a lot at all. <laughs> yeah. Should have bought land instead of a house. Hell, I can't even buy land around here that's not in some kind of restricted area. It's ridiculous. Really? You can't fly out of Williamsburg because they have flat out told everybody that's even asked them, no, you are not allowed to fly out of any of our parks, anything. Baseball fields, schools, you are not allowed to fly. So I can't, and that's wide open airspace, but the city denied it. So what do you do? <laughs> well, they can keep you from launching if it's not at a federal, you know, one of the federally funded airports. Right. You know, they could keep you from launching. But hmm. I guess you could always find an airport around, say, within an hour that's like, you know, your mom and pop kind of country, you know little uncontrolled field i wouldn't say within an hour most of the ones that i've seen are at least an hour away um anything close by is not happening hmm. i'm gonna figure something out i need there needs to be more people flying here so they can really narrow down what's going on because i hell i know an airline pilot but he he just gets on the radio and calls langley and they give him permission so if he can get permission i should be able to are you saying that he's flying paramotors and he's getting permission? Yes. Well, then fly with him. I mean, if he's got permission, everybody has permission to fly. If I flew with him, that that you know, it's great. But he's he flies for a major airline, and he's always gone, always gone. 
because he flies from here to Japan, you name it. He goes all over the place. So it's rare to catch him when he's actually flying. But sometimes Langley shuts down. They shut down for all federal holidays. So if it's a nice day on a federal holiday, I'll be able to fly then because you can't even call the tower on those days. Isn't today a federal holiday? I don't know. I would. That is, it is some kind of holiday today, but. Uh, yeah, it is some kind of holiday. Is it, what is it, Juneteenth? Yes, yeah. it is Juneteenth. I don't know what that is. But. I, don't think it's a, <laughs> I think it's a federal holiday. So why weren't yeah. you offline? Hmm. Hmm. Well, it, would, it would be interesting uh, if you'd be okay with it, Sean, to look at the sectional here. I could pull it up and kind of. Yeah, bring it up. I'll, I'll show you exactly where I'm at. And if anybody can figure out something any better than what I've seen, go for it. And cool with that, Sean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, this is all about learning. And if you're listening to us on your favorite podcasting app, you can always go over to iFlyParamotors.com and watch the video or ClearPropTV.com and watch the video at your convenience. All right. What do we got going on here? So this is skyvector.com. It's a good uh, website. To, you can even use it on your mobile phone, phone or whatever, but it you know, gives you all the details that a sectional chart would. So um, let me start with zooming out. And there we go. All right, so are you up here with this red dot? Um, a little lower than that, I believe. I, I can't see where Virginia is right there, but. Okay, this is a convective sigmat, which means some strong storms. Let's see. So. Um, whoa. Too far? Yeah, yeah, that's in so close, I can't even tell. Go more towards the right, towards the shoreline, and we'll see if you're too high or too low. Washington, um, yeah, you're still you need to definitely go to the right. Okay, I don't know if you're above it or below it. Probably above it. Okay. Eagle's nest. Oh, I think you're getting, yeah, now you're getting close. There we go. Okay, so on the right, right there, woo, you went a little too far. I was trying to show you the eastern shore too. Right there, stop right there. So if you look on the top right up there, you see Cape Charles with that big circle in blue. Wow. That's where the fly-in happens. So I can go there, but you have to go through that long road that's in the middle of the screen that goes up under the water and back over. And back. And it's $20 across that. So Right here? Yes. Dang. Yeah, that goes under the water like three times. And you talking about this blue circle right here? Yes, that blue circle. Well, the, the actual airfield is... Somewhere on the left, halfway up, like right above Eastville there. You see where it says Campbell Field? That's it. Right here. Yep. Yep. Well, this doesn't have anything to do with airspace. That's just no, no. That one's that one's fine. I can go fly there as long as I let the owner know, hey, I'm flying. But if you go down now, you'll see Norfolk Class C. I see it. Okay. That's where I'm talking about. You see Hampton right there? That's where I'm at. Right above Hampton is Langley Air Force. You're too low. Bring your pointers up, 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 up. See that yellow to the left? See it says Hampton? Uh, yes, right here. There you go. So that's where I'm at. So if you look 
up to the left of me is all out of you know it's all class something i don't even remember but uh and it's does that start at 2500 feet i think it does but it was up to 2500 okay up to 20 yeah up to 2500 feet there we go where the class where those two meet it's class delta up to the overlying more uh more controlled airspace right now if you zoom in right in between those two dark red lines you'll see that one spot i was talking about whoa okay um too far i just i'm not seeing it okay yeah you're right um you see where it says 40 20 i'm pointing at my screen like you can see yeah right yeah. there going a little closer on that and keep going go up a little bit and then you see that little bitty patch of yellow <laughs> right there <laughs> right here R yeah pretty much that's where fort monroe is right there so you see the one spot of yellow that sticks out, but there's no class C until you hit 1,200 feet right there. Yeah, but you see this dashed blue line? Yep. So you're, you're in controlled airspace there is what that looks like to me. Right, but I'm talking about above it. You see the little crack of yellow going up? It's actually bigger. Oh, right here? Yeah, on the right, on the right. Dang, that, man. Yep, that's, right there. that's freaking splitting hairs. <laughs> I think your wing is is like wider than that. It's bigger than what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. You see, you see that I got controlled airspace like all around me. You literally have to cross the water somewhere to be able to go anywhere to fly. It's a pain in the butt. Well, yeah. So you got what the Atlantic Ocean over here and the freaking Pacific Ocean over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all the bay. It's all the bay area right there. It's not technically ocean air that you're getting. <laughs> that's funny man well uh yeah i mean i guess if you're just gonna fly like bounce between these two but man that's got to be a busy area it, yeah well the beach it, it's not as bad as you would think um there's a lot of there's an old airport right there but if i'm not allowed to land in that airport then it's off limits and i won't be able to you know but it's just there's a spot in Newport News I can take off from. It's his uh, Inview Plantation, but they're, they're really picky over there because if you're there past, well, when it gets close to sunset, they close at like five and they want your car out of the area. You can still be flying, but they don't want your car inside the gate because they have to lock the gate. So I have to park outside of the gate, go fly, and then land. Yeah, I'm surprised that Newport News shows that big circle right there because I guess I'm right above, well, where I used to live, I was right above that middle blue circle. Middle blue see, circle you can there. see that it's open space. Yeah, well, you see that big circle? I was right above that to the left is where I used to live. So it was okay airspace. Yeah, all over in there. But see, if you go over to Williamsburg, which is up above there, they don't want nobody taking off from there. So you can't go there either. Is this Williamsburg? That's Richmond. No, Williamsburg is literally, well, I'm pointing at my screen, above the three circles. Uh -huh. Williamsburg is up until the, you're just down, right right there. You were right at it, to the left, and that's, that's it. it. That's Williamsburg, yep. Yeah. Well, it's just, a, it's a pain, man. I, I don't know what I'm going to do to find spots to fly from. Besides, I'd have to cross the road, water again somewhere. 
Sounds like you need to move over to Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you definitely need a beach house somewhere where, you know. Yeah. Then you, yeah, then you get a private beach and you go, I'm just taking off my private beach. <laughs> All right. Well, unless anyone else had any questions here, I'm done sharing. Yeah. See, we fly out of a coasting right there. Um, but that's when we that 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 far right blue circle. That's all Langley Air Force Base, so that's all Class D. You just got to get permission, and we're right on the edge because we literally fly right off the edge of that, um, right on the edge of the land right there. Yeah, and um, they they pretty much just go, "Oh, you're fine. Just let us know when you land," and that's that's the end of it. Hey, real quick before you turn that off, at the very top there, right across from Sky Vector, it says Drotams. Yeah, what the hell is a Drotam? Where are you looking? At the very oh, way at the top. I think that's it shows flight paths of sky drones that the military uses and stuff. Keep on going up, Will. Yeah, oh, above. There you go. There you I'll, go. I'll move over to there. Right there. Oh, it's covered. Uh, so I can't see it. Uh, maybe I can move right there. Right here? No, over. To the right there. Right there. Right there. So drodums are what Skyvector calls drone nodums. Notice to airmen defining unmanned aerial systems operating area. UAS OA. Yeah, border protect, border patrol. They use all them drones to look down. They're they're flying way up. Usually they're they're see they're over 200 feet, but how high, I don't know. I wish I could move this thing. Oh, I can't. That's nice. <laughs> Well, that's a good point too, Sean. I mean, you can get inf any, any information you want. It's like readily available here. I mean, fuel prices, that's not really relative, I guess. But yeah, any individual airports you want to look up, like uh, say you want to look up Langley, you can um, you can type the three-digit code of that airport and it'll tell you all about it, the phone number to call, the frequency they use, everything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great to use SkyVector to, you know, to locate, the closest airport to you so that you can be in contact with them, whether it be by phone or radio. Dang, man, these are the regions. I mean, we got to go down to the United States, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, you was you was on airports before and you could have just looked at one of the letters and typed it in. Then yeah. you can go by state. Yeah. Then it'll narrow the airports down. How many is in Virginia? 440. Okay. Yep, 440. How many is in North Carolina? Where is North Carolina? North Carolina, 500. It's in the third column, almost about six up. Oh, I got it. Got 500, yeah. Nice round, even number. Look at Texas, 2100. California, it's probably got <laughs> a few. Oh, I'm scared to see Georgia. Oh, Georgia's only 469. Wow, North Carolina has more than Georgia. That's surprising. Look at Arkansas, 313. Yeah, man. Yeah. Vermont, 98. Virgin Islands, 8. Hell, even Alaska has 771. <laughs> North Dakota, 1. No, I'm just kidding. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> Rhode Island has 22. <laughs> that, that place, that state has to be like 90% airport by volume. That's a small state. Hey, Will, can you go to like one of your um, one of your airports that you're used to? Click that and go over the airspace since you're already here. That way, you can tell us all about your airspace. 
Okay. Uh, wherever you're used to, so you know everything around it, obviously. Well, I'll pick, uh, I'll do you one even better. Let's see, North Carolina, I now know where that is. Let's go to Asheville, how about that? Okay. AVO, okay, AVO. I don't know how they have these situated here. I think you can search for it if you know the three-digit code. There it is, right there. All right, tell us about this page real quick. I'm sorry, go back real quick. Tell us about that page that you just went to. Yeah, I just went, I just hit back and that's what it gave me. Let me, uh, let me start over. How about okay. that? So you can go to airports and you can search for the name at the very top if you want to. All right. Yep. And K-A-B-L. right. So what is this right here? What's all the information? Um, this right here? This the whole, is the whole thing, right? I'm okay. trying to, I'm okay. behind. I'm going to have to look at the Zoom so I can keep up with you. There we go. Okay. So this right here is nothing more than an airport diagram. That's actually what it's called, an airport diagram. And I'll tell you a story. I was a brand new pilot and I took my mom on a little cross country. It was, uh, I think, to maybe Greenville, Spartanburg, somewhere thereabouts. And it was Greenville. And we landed and everything went good. And we had a soda and then got back in the airplane and I started a taxi and the guy told me, you know, uh, the ground was telling me where to go, what to do. And I'm like, I got off, robust, all, all just discombobulated, didn't know. And my mom, she's sitting in the right seat. She's trying to give me directions and tell me where to go. And she's not a pilot. She doesn't have a clue, you know. <laughs> so I got I got the guy in this ear and then my mom in my right ear trying to tell me. Anyways, that's the day that I learned the word progressive. So if you ever get turned around in an airport and you don't know where you are, don't pretend, just ask for the progressive taxi. And that is nothing more than them telling you, basically taking you by the hand, say, turn left, okay, turn right. You know, they're monitoring you. So anyways. That's up there. Progressive taxi. So that's the importance of uh, studying an airport diagram. When you land, it's important to, to know where you, where you're going. And that's the purpose of the airport diagram. Okay. So three, five, and oh man, they changed the numbers. That used to be three, six. It is now three, five, and one, seven. <clears throat> Do y'all know why the it's called that three, five, and one, seven? Yeah. Um, isn't that the magnetic? Um, it is. Because, so, yeah. So has it changed that much that? We it's, have to change the runway now? It's changed enough for them to change it, or it was inaccurate and they made a correction, but uh, perhaps it's changed. And yeah, and the, it, it, it is magnetic, not, uh, not true north. It's based on the magnetic compass. So when you roll out and ready to take off, you're looking at your compass and it matches the number of the runway. So you're not like on the wrong, <laughs> wrong runway. <laughs> Interesting so, that the magnetic um that three it was three six you said now it's three five yeah it's three five or was it three four it, it doesn't matter i know it was an even number and it was not three five one seven it was one six and three the opposite of one sixty three four right 
So um, yeah, they definitely changed it. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. Now, how do I get back from here? It's Spring Hill Airport. It's 36 on one side and 18 on the other side. What are we looking at? Exactly half. Oh, are you talking about the opposite? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> this, this number here, that, that is runway 35, which means 350 degrees. Is, right, is right. What your compass would show, but it was... Hendersonville is three, three, four, or three, six. I don't remember, there, but I, I know that's not the, what it was when I flew there. All right, uh, let's go here. This is uh, this is the airport that I used to instruct at. I was the chief flight instructor here at the uh, Asheville Regional, and this is an awesome. Uh, way to learn airspace is because because this particular airport here has got just about everything so if you were to like be out here and you were standing on the surface you'd be in class g airspace right mm -hmm. and then if you go up to 700 feet it starts class e or class echo airspace and the reason is it's within this shaded magenta area here. Mm -hmm. So, um, and if you notice how the uh, class E airspace kind of makes a box around this airport, it's really making a box so that planes can be directed into that runway or into this runway here. So that's what class E is for. It's, it's, controlled but even though you're not maybe you're not being controlled atc is still able to control you into a field so so anyways starting at the surface right here you'd be in class g up to 700 feet then it would be class e up to 4300 feet and then that would go up to 6200 feet which between 4,300 and 6,200 is class C airspace. So then above that, what would we be in? E airspace. We go back to E airspace, that's right. So um, up, up to 17,999, well, yeah, that's right. You can have to look at that chart, but that's right, 17,999 and then it's class alpha airspace. So, yeah. This is just a great little uh, section of the chart to, because if you can if you can wrap your brain around this little section right here, you got it made. It's got it all. That faded magenta line is almost covering our entire state. <laughs> so it it's, yeah, it's huge. You mean I've got it too big? No, no. Where you're at is fine, but where when we oh. were showing mine, the oh, yeah. magenta yeah. line is huge over there. It goes all the way around. Like, come on, man. Well, I mean, I venture to say that most paramotor pilots spend most of their flying in class echo airspace, unless they're really like what I like to do is just fly really low, close to the ground. Yeah. So especially in the east, class echo airspace is going to start everywhere, at least at, at uh, 1,200 feet. So um, as a paramotor pilot, what that... Here, here's something, if you have an aviation radio and you have an emergency, if you uh, tune it to 121.5, there's always someone listening. So long as you're 700 feet or above, that's gonna be monitored. 
So there you go. All right. So there's a star above the runway there. Yeah. What is the star? Has something to do with a rotating beacon. Means it's got a rotating beacon. And the, uh, you know what a rotating beacon is, right? Right. Okay. So depending on what color that beacon is, like white and green is going to be a civilian airport. And you're going to ask me, there's, there's, there's several different kinds. There's the military, there's a heliport, and I think that's got yellow in it, or maybe it's two greens. And I don't, I don't know that part, um, but uh, that's what that means. The uh, color of the airport itself means it's blue. So that means it's paved, okay? This one down here, Hendersonville Airport, that's where I learned to fly. <laughs> right. So, yeah. this, so the star um, lets you know that it's a controlled tower operation and it's part-time only. Part-time, oh. Yeah. Right. You know, um, let's look at the, um, let's look at the, uh, so that G right there by Hendersonville, that's for gliders, right? Is that part of, were you at that same airport or is the glider some over no. more to the west? No, that's right here. There is glider activity there. Okay. Gotcha. Let's see. Just a second. Yeah, so the blue star with the clear circle indicates that the airfield has a rotating light beacon and the beacon is located relatively to the field. Then you have some that um, show that it's uh, a temporary where it's uh, just from sunset to sunrise and uh, some are temporary also. So it, it means different things and I can't remember which one is which. So yeah, Asheville is part-time class Charlie. But once it, it uh, uh, Charlie, I'm pretty sure about this, when Class Charlie Airport goes offline, it becomes Class Echo surface area, I think. Is it still surface or is it revert to? Um... I think it's surface area. Hmm. Uh, that would be something I'd have to verify, but I'm pretty sure it goes to surface Class E because you can still... Uh, ATC, ATC still has um, facilities there and you can still communicate with center, you know, to open a flight plan or, or whatever. Because I know that most of them when they... Um, when oh, they... you know what? We can find that out. Yeah, because usually when they shut the... down, it, it reverts to class uh, G. It would depend. So let's, uh, let's see. And how would we tell if it reverts to g or you would look at the chart and that's what we'll do next all right i'm going to stop screen sharing here and let you guys help me share i think it's this one all right can you see this yes chart supplements all right, so I want to look for have our charts. No, no, digital chart user's guide. No. 
data abstraction. I'm looking for the charts supplements. Chart discrepancies. Um, um, wouldn't it show on Sky Vector when you go back to that um, other screen? Let me let me just do a quick search for it here. Okay. I'm back at Sky Vector. Skyvector.com. One of my favorite places to check for sexual charts. Who out there, since we are looking around and stuff, who out there uses Skyvector for checking out airspace? Or do you have an app that you use to check out airspace? Gaggle has a really good one to check out airspace. I use Sky Vector, but I bought, I actually bought the physical chart just so I can have it with me. <laughs> That's cool. Who'd you? Um, I bought it on Amazon. Was it on Amazon? Okay. Yeah, it's like 11 bucks. You can buy the whole chart and they'll send you the newest version of the chart. So 11 bucks that much? Oh my gosh, break the bank. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you're going to get a chart like that, instead of just delving in and trying to find your location and, and what airspace you're not, I'm not talking about you, Steve. I'm just saying a, a good idea is to start at the legend. Study the legend before you even put your eyes on. Um, and just just doing that will tell you a lot of information. So uh, no luck there. On. Sky Vector will show you the legend too. It's just a pain to get to. You can look at the legend on Sky Vector. Oh, here's supplement. Okay, there we go. Now I'm going to stop sharing and we'll go to this one. This is what I use for airport information myself. It's airnav.com and we'll do AVO. Let's see what it does here. When towers closed, you can activate the lights, runway 17 and 35, Pappy runway 17 and 35, high intensity runway lights. Uh, and that's just clicking your, your mic, right? What's clicking my mic? To uh, turn on your- oh, oh, yes, key in the mic a certain number of times. That's right. Mm-hmm. I've done that before. It's pretty cool. There was somewhere in here. If this is all the information where it says uh, what airspace it, it reverts to. Right. The tower is closed. I thought I did it at the top, but maybe it's on down. Um, Let's see, effective, okay, that's not it. Nine miles, open to the public, attendance continuous. Wind towers closed. No, they, yeah, that's, that's yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't want to spend the whole, uh, 
whole show looking for this. Airport operational statistics. That's not it. National Regional Airport Diversions Emergency Contingency. AACD. So when tower is closed, contact Atlanta Air Route Traffic Center at da 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 da. That's just their phone number. Yeah. I'm starting to hate the shop app because, you know, I ordered that that new PPG smoke headset, right? Yeah. And it's not supposed to come until the 26th to 28th of this month. But the shop app was like, hey, your headset's on the way. It even showed a little picture of it. And it was something she ordered. It was it would nothing to do with the headset. I was pissed. I was like, damn it. So when is your headset supposed to be here? So between the 26th and the 28th of this month, they're supposed to ship them. And I ordered it UPS two-day air. So it's gonna, I'm probably gonna get it just as quick as anybody. And um I'm I'm gonna do some tests with it. We'll see how it sounds. I'm gonna run the motor up. Even if I can't fly, I'll do it in the backyard with the motor full blast. See what happens. <laughs> so these are the new PPG smoke. Yes, P the new PPG smoke headset. Now he's probably gonna do another pre-order this week. The problem with it is started at 529, and then he opened them again a, a day or two ago and it went to 549. This week it's gonna go to 589. It's like the price is going up every time he opens the pre-order. So I don't know what the deal is with that, but. I'm not going to be able to afford it by the time Christmas comes around. Right? <laughs> Hopefully the price comes back down. I think he's just trying to keep up with the demand. I don't know. Well, what do, what do these, what are these uh, PPG smoke headsets supposed to do? Okay. They have automatic noise cancellation that's been specifically tuned for the sound of the paramotor. It pretty much blocks out all the paramotor noise. All you hear is your voice. Um, it has Bluetooth 5.1 or something, so you can listen to gaggle, play music, 50 millimeter drivers. Um, it has an aviation port on the side that you can either run like a Baofeng radio or it doesn't have the two ports like it used to. They only put one because they needed to make room for the noise cancellation. So you can either run an aviation radio or a two meter radio one or the other. Um, the mic is detachable. What else? Like a 12 hour battery life on it, I think, while it's running. USB-C charging. Um, so, so you would get it for what exactly? What, what's the features on this that you, would, that you wanted the, uh, out of it? Just the noise canceling or what? Exactly. The noise canceling for one. Number two, it has an output for the GoPro, so you can run it straight up to your GoPro. And number three, I can, uh, well, I can listen to gaggle so it can tell me where. In volo, in volo. I hear you, Chris. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll see. And the, uh, I can hook my radio up and still be able to talk to the other people I fly with. Um, it's got a push to talk button, which my current headset does not have. I have to rig up all kinds of cables. My headset looks like a spaghetti. And I wanted something that was clean. That was, you know, just one button and one cable coming down. That's it. So you use your headset a lot, it, look, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it helps out a lot, especially if you need to talk to, like, Langley. I can have that Eric Band radio. If, you know, if they go, hey, we need you down, I can go land. Instead of being up in the air going, 
I didn't know y'all wanted me down. You know, that would be bad. Okay. Will, are you still flying with that boys, uh, Bose noise canceling headset? I am. And, uh, I've, I've got uh, something to share with that too. Yesterday, you know, you know, the, the wired version, that's what you have, right? Yes. Okay. That's what I started with. And uh -huh. I had an issue with it and sent it in for whatever warranty. And they sent me a pair of wireless back. And that was what, maybe eight months ago, 10 months ago. So uh, I started having an issue with the right ear on that one. And I, I uh, put it in for warranty or whatever. Anyways, they're going to send me a set of the air, the Bose two. So man, Bose is a good company and you just cannot beat at the, the service and you can't beat the, the noise cancellation. A and C. So I've been real pleased with that. And if this new headset, Steve, is as good as it sounds like it is, mm -hmm. it'll be a true game changer because I have not been able to find a perfect. I just put a link in chat so that you can listen to what the audio sounds like from that headset. It is. I was like, is he even flying? But you can tell he's flying. It's very quiet. Very quiet. So. <laughs> Real quick, you got the um, Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds, yes? Yes. All right. With that, then you would be able to talk because your microphone are underneath your headset, right? With oh, the... yeah. You mean to have a conversation? Right. No, no. I can hear very well, but I've given up trying to have a phone conversation. Really? All you got to do is put a little dead cat on your microphone. Yeah. And put it up on your boom with those noise cancellation you can't you don't really hear anything and that that uh microphone sounds absolutely amazing well, how would I add that into my bows well it's the wired bows yeah yeah and i found out with the wired bows I, i'm a if there's a wire that i can trip over i'm gonna <laughs> i'm the kind of person that freaking trips over it you know and so i i was a little concerned in the beginning and why I went with the wired version is because number one, those headsets are not inexpensive. And number two, I'm thinking, okay, if I have these little wireless buds, I know that it's going to fall out and I'm going to lose one. And, but that hasn't happened. Um, so I've been real happy with it. But that's why, Sean, I'm excited about the other the headset Steve's talking about, the, PP, the PPG smoke. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, that's it. Because it kind of checks all the boxes See, oh, it, it remains to be seen and he's doing lifetime warranty on them so if something screws up send it back get another another set that's what i'd like about that also the so, microavionics i've had to send them in you know yeah well, see, I use uh, the Cena 10 for like the motorcycle riders and stuff, and I love mine. I was yeah. with a buddy of mine, and that was the first time he ever had a phone conversation. It was, we were flying together, and he just loved it. Yeah, Kylo uses Cena's on his headset, so when he's training with us, he can. he's just on the ground talking to us while we're flying. They work great for that. They really do. So that link that you sent where is the video that we want to listen to it should take you straight to the video um and it's just a little i mean uh i can post the link in there and and will can share it or something uh 
the Jack the Jack Burton one. Yes, the Jack Burton one. Yep. It just goes to his Facebook page. Oh, really? Why does it show me the video? Um, you sent it to me, Steve. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, if not, I can share it. I mean, it ain't that big a deal. Uh, let's see more. Let me see share. And there it is. Let's try share sound and share. How about that? Okay. Yeah, he's flying right now. Watch. All right. <laughs> All right. Test one, two, three, four. Okay, we're in flight. With the PPG smoke, um, this is the newest revision of the headset. It does have side tone. Hey, Matt, how you doing, buddy? All right, so, hey, Frank, this is the full, uh, uh, he was live on camera. Facebook when he did. And we'll, uh, you know, the selfie camera. We're going to switch over to the rear facing camera now. All right, this is the rear-facing camera. Matt, how does that sound? If you can just say rear-facing, good or bad. Or Frank, please. It's, it's almost so... Hey, Robert. It doesn't seem real. <laughs> Matt, I got all the, all the guys in the house. So I'm cruising at about um, 100 feet altitude. Hey, Derek. All right, that's great. It's uh, The side tone is amazing. Um being able to hear yourself, I may be yelling because I'm. I'm he used is to volume. Yeah, he's used to it. I get it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is the newest version, man. Let me uh, flip this around here. So how is he tying in? So I had a little problem before with the he's using Bluetooth the back of the camera to his phone and picking up the input. But the so um oh, the headset cancels Oster the noise out. One eighty five factory R. It's not perfectly balanced. Um, we're at level flight. It's just crazy how quiet Thanks, it is. I, hey. I, I was like, okay, I'm getting. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hate to say it, but beautiful my... day out here at the beach. What? Hey, Canyon. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Hey, Barry. Wow, a lot of lot of great people in this. He said that now he does say yeah, that the GoPro idea, audio is not Jack, that um, good. So, but uh, the right talking on the lips. phone or live it's on Facebook, all that works great. Today. So I'm, I'm wondering how the GoPro audio is going to sound. That's about as close as I can get one handed. If it doesn't sound good, I'll run another mic. I'll turn my head to the left. Up to my GoPro and it'll be fine. That's to the left. Straight ahead. To the right, you I would expect some wind noise in this direction. Do, do the podcast from the way the wind is impacting the mic. All right, that, that's good enough. All right, that gives you all an idea, anyways. Let me close that out. There we go. All right, when I had my iPhone <clears throat> on my chest mount and I had my regular uh, earbuds in the wired ones from I from uh, Apple, the original, and then I put a dead cat on the microphone part. I was on with Will, right? Was that was that you, Will, and um, who else was on there? Skinny Chef Shane? Yeah, Linda, I think, was on there. And you couldn't even tell that I was flying. I could not tell you were flying. That's the quietest 
uh, setup that I've ever heard, no doubt. Well, it was kind of like when I was at Bad Apples, you know, doing the, did I do live with you? Live somewhere. You said, and someone said, man, I can't even tell, like I was right out in the middle of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, absolutely. The uh, the noise cancellation was insane. Yeah, so I think I think Apple does a good job with it. I'm really surprised. I don't know if the new AirBuds they've come out with the new ones. I don't know if they have noise uh, cancellation or not, but um, yeah, that uh, was the quietest paramotor ride I'd ever heard. We could not. We could we. Linda, were you there? Do you remember? Because you guys kept on saying, are you sure that you're flying? Because I don't think you're flying. I think that you're lying to us. So I had to yeah. turn on the video camera. I had to turn, I mean, I had to turn it uh, towards me and away from me. I'm like, look, see, I'm talking. We're really here. <laughs> We're flying. That's cool. And that was 29 That was the $29, you know, earbuds that came with uh, the iPhone. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then you got to tie it all in. So you got the GoPro and the, and so this I mean, if, if it's as good as they say it is, it's definitely well worth the money. <clears throat> I will I'm hoping it is, man. I mean, uh, I guess I'll find out. Uh, the main thing is for me is it's going to get rid of a bunch of cords, you know, and and, I, and I'll be able to key up either radio I decide to use and not have to worry about, oh, did I bring this cord or that cord or is this plugged in? I'm just hoping it's going to cure all that. Uh, did I just share that? Yes, you did. While you guys were talking, I see nothing that says that that reverts to Class E. So standing at the surface when the tower is closed would be Class G. <clears throat> it would be completely uncontrolled, up to 700 feet. Yeah. So does that does that airport close all the time? Because I know Langley's like open from sunrise to sundown. You there's no it closes every night. Oh, it closes every well at yeah. night. Yeah, <laughs> you can't fly at night anyway. Yes, you can. <laughs> Maybe not a paramotor. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Still use the airport. <laughs> hey, Will, go ahead and bring that uh, that's that chart back up real quick, just for fun, since we got a bunch of people in the super chat. Let's just see um, <clears throat> what uh, we'll ask some people. Well, okay, let's go ahead and ask some questions and see who can answer it first in the super chat. I got so, one. What's that? I got one for him this uh yellow right here what does that mean okay what does the yellow mean on a suctional chart oh i know i know you're not <laughs> in hope. the chat oh okay my bad <laughs> you should know i know right well yeah there's a lot of stuff you learn as you go though it's 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 uh, it's overwhelming to start off with for sure No, I haven't been monitoring the chat. I'm sure if someone has. Uh, let me see. I'm going to turn off the DVR if I can. Uh, Brian Fran says lighted area at night. Okay, so yeah, we got we got two. One said congested, and one said lighted area at night. And lighted area at night is. And we said congested also. Yeah. It is lighted area at night. It's what the town would look like if you were flying over it at night. It doesn't denote congestion as it relates to paramotor pilots. I've heard that said before, but that's, oh, you just can't fly over that area because it's congested and it shows it on. That's not showing 
Exactly. Exactly. So if you can actually fly over yellow that's not congested and fly over things that are not yellow and be congested. Yep. So congratulations, Brian. That was really awesome. What yeah. is that radio telescopes? What's that? Right here. Where it says radio telescopes under that six eight number on the left. They're radio telescopes. Yeah, what is that? I have no idea. Okay, people in the chat, what do you think that means? I guess we have to Google it. <laughs> we know what it means. Oh, you do? I'm assuming they're big telescopes. Yeah, they're actually showing and depicting, you know, that there are radio telescopes on the ground. Yep. All right, so, so the big thing is... I believe is understanding what controlled and uncontrolled airspace is. Mm. So let's just say real quick and okay, if you're my students, you know this because we go over this at nauseum. But for the people that are not my students in the chat, please don't say anything. I already, I already know that you know. All right, so here's a hypothetical um, uh, thing that we're going to be doing. Right, so all of us get together and we want to go up to watch the sunset or the sunrise. So we all turn on our stroves and, it was, and it's within 30 minutes before sunrise. So we all go up to 2000 feet to watch the beautiful sunrise with strobes that are three statute miles. So they are all legal. If we go up there and we watch the sunrise, is that legal or illegal and why? Mm. So this is a big thing that I've heard numerous times from other people. They think one thing, but it's actually illegal for what they're doing. But we want to talk about this. This might be something that we need to talk we about. Go over this a few shows back too. We I go over this a lot, and I really hope that people get this because there are people that go up there. Paul Marzano says, "Be a beautiful." He's keeping a, he's keeping his hands. B E A beautiful. Right. Be oh Lord, you don't watch that plumbing show, do you? No. <laughs> John Way says G airspace only. Let's see what else. Uh, my friend says I know, I know. Okay. Bill, I'm breaking the law. <laughs> breaking the law. Breaking the law. Um, illegal. Okay. So we have G airspace only. I know, I know. I'm breaking the law. Illegal. What do you guys think? Is it legal or illegal and why? I mean, you know, you got a strobe on, you're going up to 2000 feet watching the sunrise. Why would that be illegal? Or why would that be legal? So are you asking, are you asking the chat? Just still asking the chat. Rarely okay. fly in the morning. I will tell you this. I got this wrong when I first started. I think a lot of people do, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, welcome to Granite that's listening to our live audio stream at Podbean. Oh, Granite. Have to stay in G airspace. Rarely fly in the morning. All right. So for all of you out there that's wondering, um, you know, is it legal or illegal? Well, let's go ahead and talk to the panel real quick, right? So, panel, let's go ahead and take that off real quick. Um, yeah. There we go. And let's go ahead and go back to gallery view. So here we are, panel. Um, why would it be 
illegal to go up to 2000 feet in the morning. I got my strobes on. It's within 30 minutes of sunrise. Uh, the strobes are illegal, three statute miles. And I'm watching the sunrise at 2000 feet. Why would that be legal or illegal? What do you think, Paramom? What do you think, Linda? Mm. Legal or illegal? Because we're allowed to go up in the morning before sunrise, 30 minutes before sunrise, if we have strobes on. We're allowed to uh, fly after dark, 30 minutes after sunset, as long as we have strobes. And the strobes have to be at least three statute miles. So there's one key part that might be the missing piece to this whole thing. Got me. Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't know. 50-50 shot, Linda. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Um, oh. I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm maybe, I'm thinking it's just a, be a safety issue up there. And no, we're just talking, about, with thermals just, talking about, just talking about legality. Just legality. Yeah. What do you think, Scuba Steve? Is it legal or illegal? It's illegal because you're too high. You're at 2,000 feet. You're no longer in Class G airspace. So that's the reason mm. why. So we have to stay in uncontrolled airspace half an hour before sunrise and a half an hour after sunset if we're running our strobe. Now, across the whole United States, most places, it's 1,200 feet. In some places around airports, it's 700 feet. But some places out west, G airspace goes up to 14,500 feet. So if you're- Hell, they're probably already at Fort, they're probably at <laughs> <feet> anyway. <laughs> I was thinking about that because we're talking AGL above ground level. So if you're in Harrisonville <laughs> and the altitude is 2,200 feet, yeah. But uh, so we're talking above ground level. Right, AGL. Uh, okay, gotcha. Well, remember too, we're, when we're talking about G airspace, we're only talking about AGL. We never talk MSL. And G airspace always follows the terrain. So if there's a mountain, G airspace goes up and over it just like that. And we never say that E airspace is, starts at a certain altitude because it does follow, G airspace follows the terrain and E airspace always sets on top of G airspace. So at no time would you ever say E airspace, e airspace starts at 1,200 feet or 1,201 or 700 or 700 feet because, well, you know, he follows the train. So if I'm, if G airspace is down here and all of a sudden there's a mountain, right? So on top of the mountain, G airspace would still go up to that 1,200 feet or 700 feet, depending on where you are. Oddly enough, it means that it follows, you know, when you're talking about, remember, communications and class E airspace. That increase aids in the line of sight communication. So that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. You know what I want them to make, which I know they can do it. I don't see why it's such an issue. A fuel gauge built into my throttle. They have fuel gauges. Matter of fact, um, Mark George has one over at Paris Wag USA. You uh, attach it to your actual um, uh, side of your tank. tank. And then it'll actually show you, I guess through electricity or something like that, it'll actually tell you um, what your gas is. So get up with Mark George at ParaswagUSA.com. He has them, mm -hmm. and for years. There's got to be an easier way, just like with a float in there that sends electric with a regular sender like we have on our gas tanks in the car, and it comes up and it has a fuel gauge on your throttle. Oh, look, I'm at half a tank. 
you don't have to use a mirror or none of that bull crap. It'd be, it'd, it'd be nice. Just saying. Well, the next good thing is uh, open PPG, right? With the SP 140, they actually have how much battery is on That's your true. throttle. So go electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie. It's electric. <laughs> boogie, woogie, woogie. I can't even say that fast. All 40 minutes of it. No, I would, I would, I just look at a watch for that thing. I don't even need the battery meter. <laughs> oh, Bonnie, I don't think so. I don't think what? we're doing a spinny wheel tonight. Oh, totally forgot about the spinny wheel thing, anyways. Because today was just kind of, you know, let's just get together and talk about paramotors. So we have nine likes, 26 people are watching. If y'all could give us that thumbs up, we definitely appreciate you. Yes. Thank you, all chatters, hanging with us tonight. Definitely. Hey, night. you know what you could do, Linda, is you can go through the chat real quick and say hi to everybody. You want to do that? Okay. Ooh, I'm getting my go. voice warmed up. Bill, I have, you know, I'm with you. I would fly one if I had the chance. I just don't see me investing that kind of money in an electric paramotor that you fly it and then you're like, oh, this is an awesome flight. Oh, I got to land. I'm out of battery and you're, it takes way too long to charge it. So you're, you're done for the day. Unless you did a morning flight, then you could fly again at night, I guess. Well, the batteries last uh, at least an hour. So matter of fact, big battery, yeah. Right. And the person, uh, one, of the, one of my friends that actually has an SPO, uh, SP140, uh, he flies it over an hour. Wow. And you can, well, think about it. You know, if you're not going full throttle, it's not going to burn out that, that very quickly. So you get up to a nice yeah. altitude and you just, you know, um, cruise, you can last, it can last for a long time. And just huh. like, and just like in a regular paramotor, you're going to be like, oh, I have a little bit of gas. I'm going to have to land. So, I mean, it's the same thing. You know, you just can't pour electricity into your battery, darn it. Well, if you don't fly an hour now, Bill, then maybe that's the way you need to go because electric, you don't have to deal with all the maintenance like you do with a, a standard motor. That's true. That's very and, true. And also, too, the SP1, uh, SP140 has different modes on it. So it has a, um, a basic mode. It has a sport mode. And I, I flew it with the sport mode. I want to see what kind of power it had. And it has some serious power. It's very similar to the uh, 220 that I have. I have a 220 motor and it it's pretty strong. But if you go up there and you're, I guess the, um, I, I don't know what mode actually says, but they have got a basic mode. So maybe that's kind of like um, an eco mode. So you go up there in your eco mode and maybe it'll last longer than an hour. I don't know. I would definitely like to do more flights. I want to get an electric paramotor. I do too. I just want the battery to uh, last at like an hour and a half. That's the sweet spot for me. Mad Sloper says he only gets 30 to 35 minutes on his. Now, do you have the smaller battery, Mad Sloper, or do you got the big jumbo battery? So there's a 30-minute battery and there's an hour battery. So uh, you need, Mad Sloper, you need to get jump in the Zoom. Come on, you can hang with us. Yeah, I think he's got the smaller battery. Yeah, it must be. <clears throat> we'll get him on the show one of these one of these days. Tony Marzano, tell Angela Preslick, Angela Preslick, I said hello. Hey, what? look what I got, Sean. What's that? Let me go back. I'm looking at the chat real quick. Hold on. 
uh, part of the exhaust that always breaks? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Almost smell. Where where where's the one that broke? Let me see the one that broke. Oh, it's on my on my motor. I haven't replaced it yet. Okay. Um, let's uh, if we can remember next Monday. Let's compare our broken pieces and see what the design is because from what i've seen it breaks in the same design on all of them the same shape break on all of them <laughs> if it, if it let's see if i can get it so mine broke let's see where was it I'm trying to remember i think it was like was it on that side i can't remember i think it was like right here yep uh I'm hoping mine doesn't do that because the exhaust is supposed to be titanium. We'll see. I don't have enough hours to even go. Yeah, my exhaust is broke yet, so we'll see. Does it have an elbow? It has an elbow, but it's it's a titanium exhaust. It's not that black metal like on your. Mine looks like chrome all the way around. Yeah. Well, yeah. I had not been I had not been keeping this part loose, or is it this part? The the joint. This part, I think. Yeah, I'm really keeping the joint loose. I haven't. I never lubricated it. Yeah, every after every flight, I would give it a little tap, little bump with your fist to make sure that it's not seized, you know, seized up on that donut, and then yeah. spray it with some WD-40, and you're good to go. That's what I'm doing. I'm waiting for a little Molly to put in, you know, to put the for the brass pushing. Yeah, I, I oiled my muffler. I've did everything that they said to do, and it still blew out a big, um, big, big piece about this big that went right through my prop. So I have heard, I've heard that. So is you, was it an MY twenty, or was it an older one? I think it was a nineteen. Nineteen. Well, so the nineteens did they have the elbow, or was it an all one piece? I. I'm thinking, thinking that the original was one piece and that's and then they made it to where it had two pieces so it it could wiggle a little bit more with more springs i think that's what it was matt sloper's rubbing it in he says he's had his electric paramotor for a year and a half and zero maintenance so far <laughs> i mean he's got a point you know it uh it definitely solves a problem hey i've had mine a year and a half and zero maintenance but you know there's only six hours on it so <laughs> There's that. <laughs> She's brand spanking new. <laughs> I know, right? I haven't even gotten to retorque the head bolts yet. Damn. Oh, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, do y'all remember that video I shared in the guest chat of the guy just about drowning on the trike? Yeah. You know, it, it's it's scary to watch something like that, but I think people need to realize that fly, how bad flying over water can be. You can drown in like a tablespoon of water. So if you, even if you think the pond is really shallow, this guy was on a trike and the trike flipped upside down. So his head was under the water. Luckily he had a friend flying with him. If he would have been by himself, he wouldn't have made it. You want to go ahead and share that video real quick? Uh, Will can I probably can bring it up quicker it. than I can. Actually, no, yeah, no. Yeah, tell, and this is this is an interesting thing too. But Tony says, aren't you supposed to do maintenance at a hundred hours? And yes, you are. But I'm more of a if it ain't broken, don't fix it type of person. And uh, sometimes I can get away with that, and sometimes I can't. 
Let's see if I can find that video. Me personally, preventative maintenance is just what PM means, preventative maintenance. You know, um, I've seen this before where somebody decided to not do their 100-hour maintenance, and they went to like 120, and the bearing came out of the little, um, uh, of the bearing, and the shaft came up and bounced up and down and destroyed the head, destroyed the cylinder, destroyed the piston head, and it cost them more than the $25 um, replace, replacement piece. Yeah. Here yeah. We Go ahead and um, and turn off the the, uh, the sound. Turn off the sound. Yeah, that way we won't get hit with that. So we can actually talk about what's going on. So what happened is, go ahead and go back and let's All go right. to the very beginning and uh, talk through this step by step. Since we've seen it a million times, so um, this guy is on a foot launch, I believe. Is he foot launch right now? He's on a trike also. Oh, he's on a trike. So he's watching his friend and he flips over right there. What time yep. is it right now? Let's let's start the clock. So right now, his friend is underwater, heads underwater, and he's trying desperately to get up. Well, his friend comes around and lands his trike as close as he can, and then runs his butt over there. Now, mind you, right now, the guy is still underwater. He cannot get himself undone. Well, his friend gets out and runs over there. He's still underwater. Can you imagine being underwater and not being able to unclip because this big heavy trike is still on top of you? Yeah. If y'all want, y'all can go back and watch the video. Try to hold your breath that long. See how well you um, fare, especially you unexpected like that, because I'm sure he didn't expect to hit the water. And there he goes. He just brings it up. I think um, uh, Tucker like got 40 seconds. I think Tucker got did a, uh, a, a crash video on this one, too. And uh, the guy's like, I almost took in a gulp of, you know, water or, or breathed in water. At, I mean, he was right at that last second where he was going to drown. Yeah. And, was, look, he, and look, he's standing up. It's only ankle deep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's a really good point. Yeah. So yeah, you don't need much water to drown. Mm -mm. Yeah. You can see the blood by his nose and stuff. Probably his helmet probably smashed into his face. God bless him, man. And what happened there? Did he run out of fuel or? No, he was foot dragging or wheel dragging a pond. And that's really difficult to do, actually, is wheel drag water. And I guess he was trying it or he was thinking, why not? And uh, the wheel, the front wheel caught and flipped him. Wow. Yeah, it's. It was scary to see. I mean, that's why the flotate, yeah. if you're going to be flying over water, you need flotation on your paramotor and your own self. And you realize that you if you had flotation, it still would not have helped him. Right, right. That's true. It wouldn't have helped him in that situation. Right. So reserves are not a get out of jail free. Flotation is not get out of jail free. It's still depending on how you fly. Yeah. Yeah, it's one lucky dude. Where, what part of the country was that? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember either. You see that one? Did you see that one video? It was a short video that I don't know if he was just messing with the paramotor in the in the um, driveway or something. But there was a girl that had long hair like mine, and it got caught in the 
the prop pot in the motor. Oh. And almost took all her hair off. I don't know. I saw it on TikTok or something a few days ago. And I was and so there he was like, make sure if you go up, you know, like you if you have long hair or whatever, you yeah. And that's something I didn't, you know, you don't even think about. Right. Long so, uh, hair, pull your hair zipper, back. Long hair, zippers, tying your shoes, make sure you don't have any um shoestring hanging out. You know, there's a lot of things that you have to do before you go up. So, you know, preventive maintenance on your motor, very important, making sure you do your pre-flights. And of course, when you land, do post-flights also, because, well, maybe you got the intermediate syndrome and you're like, well, you know, I, I want to go up real quick. My friends are right here. I know that I um, flew it yesterday, so let's go ahead and just go right away. And that's when you start getting in trouble, when you don't pre-flight, post-flight, and do your maintenance on your motors and yourself and your wing. So if you fly, okay, this is kind of a, like a, if you fly without a helmet, I don't know if anybody has ever done or whatever, but was that, would that be, cons I know unsafe, but is that illegal? You know, when you get up in the air, if you don't have, if you're not wearing a helmet, I think has can, anybody I think ever done that? You can fly in a, in a bikini if you want to, without a helmet. It's, it's or nothing at all. Yeah. Or nothing at all. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say bikini because I don't want to say nothing at all. It's not against the law. It's just stupid. That's, uh, I mean, okay. that motor's loud, number one. You got no ear protection, nothing. It, yeah, that's plus if you hit the ground any kind of way, you want that helmet on. Even yeah, kiting, even lot, kiting your wing. Yeah, a lot of these things are not, it's not illegal. Uh, just like it's not illegal to ground start your your paramotor it's not illegal to hand start a prop on on it it's not illegal to do a lot of things however it could cause serious injury or death if uh, did if done wrong so we do have recommended rules like if you're going to start your paramotor on your back or your rack right you want to make sure you do preventative maintenance so you don't have a motor out since there's a lot of motor outs, you know, you want to wear, uh, have a reserve because it may not be your fault, but a bird can fly into your lines just like that one video did. And that paramotor pilot, you know, if he didn't have a reserve, that would have been very costly. So, yeah. you know, even if you fly perfect, somebody else or something else can take you out of the air. So wear a reserve. A helmet. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much either. I mean, there's, I, I know guys that don't wear helmets when they fly and that don't wear uh, eye protection. But one bug going into your eye <laughs> or flying into a swarm of them, that can cause a lot of damage. <laughs> so it just mm -hmm. doesn't take much to incapacitate you or distract you to the point where you make a really stupid decision. Exactly. Well, the people other that... thing, I'm sorry, one more thing about that and then I'll shut okay. up. But the, um, those guys that fly without helmets, if they're flying by themselves, I don't care. But when they fly at a fly-in or around other people, other pilots, you know, um, it sends the wrong message to our sport. And we want to keep it about safety as much as possible. And that's that's sending the wrong message. So, I, I saw another thing, too, I just uh, where somebody was doing a tandem. I think, I think it was on a trike, but there was actually a lady sitting, you know, sitting in the front. So it had been a sitting in the front and then it might've been the free fly one over tandem, but a lady was sitting in the front and she had a younger child on her lap. What? She was up in the air doing this tandem. I and that blew me away. I was like, 
Was, that, was uh, that in the States or was that in someplace no, else? I think that was here. I mean, it was, you know, in the States. Yeah, it was a, it was a trike. They was doing a, doing a tandem and they had the Did baby. Did you see that? Still, yeah, still inside the harness sitting on the, the mother's lap. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people like flying low and flying low is where most of the bugs are anyway. So if you don't have any kind of protection on, eye protection or you can get you can run into a nice big swarm of bugs and you'll be in the ground before you know what happened. But I mean to have somebody that lady flying with you know, having a child, you know, a child or whatever, she looked what like so eight wait, or so, nine so yourself so sitting a, on so her lap. There's a paramotor pilot that had the tandem. Then in the passenger seat, there was a lady. Yes. And then the lady had her baby in her lap. Yeah, like a, a child, you know, like the girl looked maybe uh, like nine. Mm. nine years old or something uh, on her lap i'm trying to from, think who it was it's from something what, like, from what i understand with tandems is that it has to be for instructional flight only and it's only the pilot and that student or soon to be student not a student and a nine-year-old child um, yeah uh, i was like what the heck right. yeah that can't i mean that can't, you know, can't be safe. So when you, I have a question too, like you in the chat or whatever. So when you all get ready to go up in the air, do you have like a checklist, you know, like you have stuff written down to make sure that you're checking everything, you know, maybe stuff that you're wearing doesn't get caught in the, you know, in the motor, things like that. Like, like what's That's the most important thing that, yeah, that's all part of your pre-flight. That stuff you're supposed to check every time before you even put that motor on your back. I check every daggum thing. But also, too, when you clip in, you also want to do a, a clip-in uh, checklist yep. also. Yep, there's a, that's, a no, that's a whole nother. Yeah. Legs, chest, chest, chin. You know, that's that's another list you got to go through. But that one's easy. Yeah. Have you ever got up there and just like, have you guys ever got up there and then go, oh, my gosh, I, I forgot to... Nope. You know, something that kind of scared you a little bit, like, oh, my gosh, nope. I almost forgot to do this or that. And then you, you're trying to fix it when you're up mm -hmm. in the air. Because I'm no, sure I go over everything on the ground because once I'm flying, I want to just enjoy myself. So I go over things at nauseam with the students, too, including after you clip in, you also check your doors are shut and locked. Your trims are set and even. Right. Then you check, right. make sure that your streets are straight. If you got tip string, make sure your tip strings on the magnet free and clear to pulley on both sides. And then make sure that when you pop your brake toggles off, you physically look to make sure that you um, that your brakes are free and clear to that pulley. You know, I go through that and I go through other checklists, too, like making sure all my zippers are zipped on my paramotor, make sure that my shoes are tied. You know, make sure my belt is actually all the way tied and anything that I have strapped on is strapped on with the tether. I mean, I go through a lot and I show my students too. Matter of fact, I just put a video out. I don't think it's live right now, but it shows all the different checklists uh, that you need to do going into a forward or reverse inflation. I saw a video today. It's a, it's a newer pilot and he actually took off. One of his brakes was tangled. Now, the good thing about it is it only went through his risers one time. So what he did in that situation was got some altitude, pushed his brake back through. He was okay. But 
if you're in a situation like that and your toggle, your brake toggle gets wrapped maybe twice around the line and you go to take off and you pull your brakes to lift off, that brake line is going to stay pulled because it's wrapped around your riser. So you're going to instantly start turning left and it'll pull you right over into the ground. So that's why it's so important to check that stuff before you ever go in the air. And then after you're in the air, you check again to make sure it's clear. That's why you always check to make sure your brake lines are free and clear to that pulley. And oh, that yeah. never happen. Actually, all my students that are watching this right now, how many times do we go over that and make sure the brakes are free and clear to pulley? How many times? Millions. <laughs> right. They're, they're, they dream about me saying brakes are free and clear to pulley. So, I don't blame you one bit. It's it's really important. I mean, that that can cause a wreck really fast. Yeah, that will save your life. Or at least save you, you know, um, a couple of uh, of your nine lives for sure. Well, we are a million times. Okay, almost a billion times. Well, one more thing about that. Checklists are really, really important. And that's why they use them, because they work. But I wouldn't stop there. You know, I mean, just uh, when you're going down the checklist, you're making sure that things are okay. But sometimes you can forget about, you know, looking at the big picture and seeing something that's just out of place you know, that you might've missed. Every once in a while, I'll have somebody that I trust. I'll just say, hey, could you just take a glance over my motor? I don't tell them to do a checklist or anything. I just, could you just take a glance over my motor? And you'd be surprised what what someone will catch, you know, at at the big picture and just kind of looking things over. Um, So that's that's all I had to add about that. But yeah, man, checklist for sure. Absolutely. All right, after eight o'clock, um, we can continue as long as you guys want to, um, but let's go ahead and see if there's anything from jbppg.com. What's up with you, brother? Anything going on with you? How about uh, stuff going on at your merch store, man? Tell us about that. I'm much. We're getting better. I'm getting more integrated onto uh, on the spot customization. So you might run into me at a fly-in or two, and I'll be able to do a lot of personal stuff right there. Um, so I'm having fun with that. So, and I got a couple other big fly-ins I'm getting ready to go to and head off with. So, what fly-ins are you going to, and will you be able to do some customized uh, mugs and stuff over there? Yes, uh, my next one I'm going to is Northern Lights, which is uh, for Jade and Eric's fly-in they, they're putting on. Uh, I've been in touch with uh, Eric, so I've got some stuff going on there. And then the next big one's going to be EFD. So I've got some news coming out there. I can't release it yet. Hopefully here in a couple of weeks, I'll be able to uh, let everybody know that news. So how would you let everybody know? Oh, right here on the podcast. Where else? Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, if I, want, if I want anybody to know anything, this is where I'd say it, right? I, I guess so. I hope so. Put it on the front part of JBPBG, maybe. I don't know. So, yeah. So, everything everything's going good. Like I said, I've been busy. So, I got some time squared away, and I can get back on the shows again. We've got birthdays for families over with. And went skydiving, of course. We've got that off our bucket list. Uh, I enjoy it, so I think I'm going to pursue and do a few more. Wow. It's been busy the last month or so sounds like fun well thank you very much definitely appreciate you and i'm gonna we'll put you back on mute sounds like you got a party in the background 
Um, if you want to check out his merch, go over to jbppg.com. If you make a free account, he'll send you out free stuff for no reason. Um, if you want to use PPG Grandpa as a code, that gets 10% off of anything that you buy over at jbppg.com. Scuba Steve, man, you, you got a, a lot of lit stuff in your background there, and I know that you vape, and you got a really cool podcast on Friday. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, Friday nights, 8 to 10 o'clock, for the last ungodly amount, about 10 years, I've been doing a, a little cast, live stream about vaping, and now here recently about paramotors also. I kind of talk about both during the show. I try not to do too much paramotor talk on there, but it, it does happen. But yeah, you can just go to paramotordude.com. That'll take you right over there. And it's free for everybody to come and join and watch. Definitely go to paramotordude.com. Hit that subscribe and that bell notification. That way, when he pops up with some cool stuff, well, you'll be the first person that actually gets to check it out. He did go skydiving, um, Tony. Yes. Um, and got a certificate. He posted that all over the place. That was pretty cool. All right. We also got Will Fly from Will Fly PPG. Man, you do a lot of cool videos. What's your latest video that you've done? Do you got another one in the pipeline? Uh, yeah, actually, the latest one was uh, just the tip 9.0, also known as Bad Apples 2023. And uh, hopefully next week I'll have just the tip 10.0 coming out. And Steve cracks me up, man, on the Friday show. He says he does a little little talking about paramotor. He'll start out talking about paramotors, and then he'll start talking about vape and, and for a little while. Then all of a sudden, it comes back to paramotors. <laughs> it just, just pulls him right in there. So anyways, yeah, I, I like that show, Steve. Um, yeah, but uh, check out my channel on YouTube. Just search for Wolf Fly, or you can go to wolfflyppg.com. Excellent. If you want to, Will, when you do your just the tips, uh, put them in the uh, guest chat. That way people can see them. And um, I think that they're pretty important. Right on, man. Thank you. All righty. Absolutely. We also got our very own Linda Anderson, our paramomusa.com. Where's the yeah. pom poms? We didn't do that early. Uh, I know. The we went live. Yeah, yeah. No, no thumbnail, nothing, man. What the heck? No, what are we, what are we doing? We're like so chill oh, tonight, all of us. Just like, it's okay. It's okay. No, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying my Monday night with you guys, as always, you know. Um, I probably won't be uh, getting back up near till, you know, next year. Even though my sis is like, you're not going back up again next year, are you? You know, how they do that. I'm like, uh, probably. No, you can't do that. I go, sure I can. <laughs> so, you know, oh yeah. But it sounds like you got an, a, one of your sons hooked on it now. So how's that yeah. going? Yes. Ryan is, he's super stoked about it. Yeah. He loved it. He loved it. Leslie, not so much. Leslie's like, uh, no more. <laughs> Scare the heck out of her. She's so, like, been there, done that. Yeah. yeah she's <laughs> yeah. She's like, I did it. And she, she's like, nope, I ain't going back up again. But it, it was you know, every time you go up, it's such a cool experience. It really is. And I, I try to inspire other people my my age, my age, to uh, you know, get up there and just take a tandem if you can or whatever. And and that it it was such a fun flying. It really was. And the people that put it on and everything was 
first class, you know what I mean? Everybody just took care of everybody. And, and uh, prayers out to High Flying Flamingo, you know. You're getting there, girl. You stay strong. We love you. We love you. I love you. But um, anyway, as far as next week, we'll uh, we'll see. You know, we'll work on a guest for next week. It's just that everything's everybody's been up flying, and we're all doing our thing and all that stuff. So I'll get back in the groove. You know. Hey, do we want a thumbnail? Yeah, let's do a thumbnail. I got my glasses oh, on. I'm ready. Oh Lord. <laughs> all right, buddy. One, two, three. There you go. You got it. You should really all keep right. your glasses on. We're used to you for like an hour at a time seeing your glasses. Then you take them off and like, who's that girl with the cowboy hat? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I take them off because it's too. The, then it's too glary. All you see is my big glasses when he does the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. It's a, you know, I swim. It's got to be like perfect, you know. So I take my glasses off. I'm like, okay, I like it this way. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, on uh, Thursday nights, paraglidingtalk.com. We really had a fun show last last Thursday, and uh, it was pretty pretty funny how Robert got the the twins um, got the twins mixed up on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Nick. And, <laughs> Nick Rosetta and Noah Rosetta. Yeah, yeah. It was so cute. I was just like cracking up. I was like, poor guy. He's like, he oh my God, well. I'm so Yeah, that was funny. He thought he had, I think he, yeah, the guest that he had on the show, he thought it was Noah. Yeah, he had him switch, right? Yeah. So, but it was so much fun. Everybody took it in stride. And so you never know what, <laughs> you know. Just like on this show, whatever, you never know what's going to happen on Robert's show on Thursday nights. And uh, we always have, we always have a really good time and all that good stuff. So anyways, thank you, Chatters, for uh, joining us tonight. We had a good, you know, this was good. I I, I kind of like these maybe once a month, do an you know, open topic and talk about all different stuff. And I'll, I'll try and make like, and when I know it's going to be open tap, then I can make like notes, you know, to talk about, ask questions mm -hmm. and talk about different things and safety and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. What are we going to do tomorrow, man? I don't know, Steve. Hey. Steve should be doing something. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> yeah, you could just do a paramotor show on then Tuesday. It's <laughs> Oh, that's right. Scuba Studio gets his own uh, day to do paramotor. That way he can do Tuesday paramotor and then Friday vaping. I like living here. I don't want to get kicked out for doing too many shows. Holy <laughs> moly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's bad that we're not going to have the paramotor hangout tomorrow. I don't, I don't know. I don't think Shane can resist that long. Maybe he's probably going to come back. I can't. I'm thinking he's going to come back. Yeah. You never know. Just like every once in a while, there's a our paramotor nation that pops up. So, you know, you, you, just can't, you just can't stay away from this too long. There you go. There so you go. Day Wolf after dark pops up every once in a while. They can't stay away. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, um, I can't believe his name. Just uh, oh, Dave Ruff. 
Man, he goes live all the time. Mm-hmm. He's always going live, so he's got got something going on. Yep. There oh. you go. Right. Yep. Well, I'm going to call it uh, early evening tonight, if that's okay with you guys. Um, tomorrow is uh, early. Morning, early morning comes early every morning. I don't know why. <laughs> and we got uh, students out there. We're going to be doing some, maybe some first flights. We got lots of fun stuff that's always going on. We're working with our Run Into the Sky. We're building our new school for Run Into the Sky. If you haven't checked it out already, check out runintothesky.org on your computer if you get the chance. And uh, we're still working on the mobile version of it. So if you get How's the your chance, Clubhouse coming? Clubhouse. Uh, we got the plumbing run. We we're waiting for the uh, clubhouse. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be like a clubhouse. Yeah. All your, all never your thought, of, never yeah. thought of it as a clubhouse, but yeah, I guess clubhouse. Grandpa's clubhouse. There you go. You put a big old thing on there. Boom. Hey, guys, real quick. Um, there's still a show on Wednesdays. Um, just want to fly. So, you know, everybody get on there and, and just. Uh, you know, kudos. Yeah, for they're still doing the show, even Jaden yeah. yep, Hospital. Must go on, so make yeah. sure that y'all jump. You know, we jump on on Wednesday night and watch. Just want you know, watch. Just want to fly. It's always fun. And okay, um, so, I'd like give you guys the heads up on that. So there is a show on Wednesday. Good, good, good. So go yeah. to paramotorgirl.com. Yes. No. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, paramotorgirl.com. Yes. Yeah. And uh probably yeah, you'll see Deuce on there and uh and uh Hot Butter Steve. HB Hot Butter Steve. <laughs> she goes like HBS. And- <laughs> we're gonna buy like, what? <laughs> I always like <laughs> I know, I know. I, I always I'd say HBS, yes. Yeah, please um check out her show on Wednesdays. <laughs> it's so much fun. I always get on there and kind of hang with everybody and all that good stuff. But Sean, before you, like, when you're done with the show, put us in the, like, the after show for a minute or whether the private show so I can, um, I just got a few questions. All right. Sounds good. All right. So we're going to say goodbye to everybody out there in live stream land. And then yes. we're going to go to a after show that's private land. <laughs> what are we going to be talking about in the private land? Hey, My brain's you- like, if hey you know what if you guys actually have the login if you were ever part of our show you just go over to the clear prop chat log in real quick and you can go to our after show hmm. yes oh, yes that, right? I'll hang with us going on. If, yeah. if y'all want to be a guest on uh on our show <laughs> on our show my show his show on her show, show. <laughs> yep on her show just uh go to paramom usa and it'll take you right to the, my Facebook page and you can just uh, DM me, whatever, and say, hey, I want to be on your show. Or if you know somebody that, you know, could be a guest on the show, let me know, man. I'll, you know, I'll get on there and do my stuff or whatever and get them on the show. So just letting y'all know out there, don't be afraid, you know, just get on there and, and, uh, and just, See, I can't even talk tonight. I'm not, and I don't even drink, so I I can't explain it. Maybe it's just being around all you guys, you know, just Monday nights just does that to me. I don't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> that effect on a lot of people. 
Uh, I'm poor drinking mom. water, just plain water. I got a physical in a couple of days. Damn. You got a physical? Yeah, I got to do a physical on the 22nd. Oh, really? physical. Oh, okay. I'm like, you got physical? What are you talking about? Physical. 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 I get physical. Okay, I'm old. <laughs> hey, real quick, I could share my screen so you can see the new run to this guy, just in case, you know, you... Uh, don't go there real quick. So this is our new run into the sky website. Um, it's still oh. in, in, yep, still in the work of progress. So look at Butch go, go, go Butch, go run into the sky. <laughs> so this is our nonprofit oh. organization. We're going to lift a warrior's spirit. Do do do. You should play that before the um, like do that like an an intro on the show on Mondays. We should. We should eventually. Yeah, you should. I think that'd be cool. Kind of change it up. Yeah, that sounds good. See, Here. I can tell you because I don't know, you know, how to do all this. So, but um, yeah, I think That's you should really do that. We should do that. Why are we not doing that? See, we look should. at all that. See, yeah, that's cool. Nice. So anyway, if you have, uh, if you know a disabled veteran that wants to learn to fly, uh, run them over here to runintothesky.org. And like I said, uh, this is our, this is our website. It's going to be, you know, we're going to be working on a little bit more. The actual mobile version is not up to snuff yet. So we'll apologize for that real quick, but um, we are working on that. Hopefully this uh, next week, everything will be up and running. And yep. if you want to help us out, you can help us out. Look at that, a printer-friendly version that you can send to us with. Wait a minute, is it popping up? See, more things that we got to worry about. Yeah, Fix. In progress. Yeah. It's a work in progress. It should be all up and running, hopefully, in a week or so. But anyways. i got to worry about my laptop, like, flying into my lap here in about two minutes because Miss Molly, she's like, I have, like, this much space, you know, like for my laptop on the desk. She's all, she's just laying out, you know, behind here or whatever, just like the whole time, the whole during the show, like no big deal, mom. She's okay. gonna push that over one of these days and it's gonna be on live TV. <laughs> Seriously, well, at least she's not jumping all over the, you know, laptop like she usually does like walking, so Absolutely. yeah. She's like, okay, mom, you can you can stop the show now, mom. So anyway. We're gonna stop the show me. now, mom. We're gonna stop the show now, mom. Okay. We're <laughs> gonna stop the show. All right. So uh we definitely appreciate it, y'all. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. My name is Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. You can find me over at paramotorarkansas.com or run to the sky.org. We'll see you next Monday live, yes. not Memrex, here on Clear Prop TV. What's love? Um, I can't do anything. My laptop's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All Love y'all. Right. Stop in the live custom stream. Peace out. Okay. And we're going to kill our audio stream. So, JB, do you want to do any, um, any mystery box real quick? Or are you done with the mystery boxes? I'm going to hold off for now. I get some things caught up before I All right. Up. I want to get too far ahead. No mystery boxes. Good deal. All right. So peace out to all of you guys listening to PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast on your favorite podcasting app.
Peace out.